Well, hi, everybody. It's your old pal Corgi from the Dare Daniel podcast, and I'm just sipping on some hot chocolate because it's Christmas time. This man loves hot chocolate. Corky, put the hot chocolate down. Put it I'm down. More cho- I'm more chocolate than man now. He really time. is. He really is. I'm sitting in front of a crackling fire. I've got sweaters handed out to the crew. We're wrapping and unwrapping presents right back and forth. You are Just so walk- hot chocolate that you should have been a lady. Famous hot chocolate song. Hey! Famous see, song not, by the band Hot Chocolate. We're getting gifted 70s song references. That, that bit landed. <laughs> it's white elephant gifts. It's decorating the tree. And it's pseudo-Christian messives decorated as movies. That's right. Yeah. This episode is Saving Christmas. It's a rerun episode of one of our most beloved, most popular, and personal favorite Christmas episodes. Lest we remind you that uh, we're taking a little hiatus here at Dare Daniel Podcast while we tweak the bugs, think about the show, reimagine what it can be, and actually just sit in stasis hibernation right now until the springtime. Yeah. But that doesn't mean we don't want to hear from you during this time. Anybody, fans of the show, if you followed us along for this five years, um, let us know what you think. Let us know what you'd like to hear us do. Uh, we're going to kind of get away from the bad movie solely reviews. We're going to talk about movies, of course, still. It's going to be me and Dan. I mean, when a, when a former professional film critic and a local comedian love each other very much, um, <laughs> they come together. But sometimes it doesn't work the entire time. That's, we both have to grow is what we're saying. And the, and the show, now that it's five, six years old, it's beginning to reason. It can, you know, it can process its own thoughts. So... It can be something else. It can grow with us. So the show has up- become self-aware. It's become self-aware. Exactly. It has feelings now. Yeah. Right. It's a very it Saturn it- three thing we've got going on with the show. Ex- <laughs> the world exists outside of its own experience, <laughs> and the show knows that now. So we'd love to hear from you. What would you do? Do you want to see us? Do you want to see us talk movies on YouTube? Would you like to hear us talk about certain directors, certain styles? Kurt of Cameron's Saving Christmas. Year? Do we pick a year and talk about movies. If anyone's going to save Christmas, my God, it's it's Kirk Cameron and his anti-Druid propaganda. Um, about the show, I just want to say to the people out there, the show can be anything as long as you imagineer it. Just wanted to get that in there. You need to imagineer it. Okay. Um, yeah, Saving Christmas, a movie that is made very specifically for christians yes and has zero respect for the intelligence of those said christians there's a scene in this movie where kirk cameron has to come on and explain that when a random baby (laughs) cast to play the baby jesus and all we just say is it's the baby jesus when that baby disappears from screen he he can't let that happen he needs to come in beforehand and say just so you know the baby Jesus is not really disappearing from the world. <laughs> like just because it's ro- removed from your field of vision, that doesn't mean that like you should crack open your neighbor's skull, feast on the juices within right. and embrace druidism. Okay. <laughs> it's like, hang on. Whoa. I know that as free thinking adults, you don't even have object permanence <laughs> for God's sakes. It just has no respect. And it's like made for that audience by that audience. Yes. And they're just, they're not like, man, 
Are we so smart? Are we so smart that we believe in this thing that not everyone else in the world believes in? No. They know how stupid they are. They really think that they're stupid. I actually, I was, uh, I think it was a Sacramento Kings uh, website message board that I was on and it was around Halloween time and someone mentioned The Exorcist. Not Exorcist 3, which we reviewed back in October, but the original Exorcist, and someone was asking, is that movie, I've never seen it, is it a scary movie? And they said, it's it's really only scary if you're a Catholic. <laughs> it's not like, you have to really believe that it's like, <laughs> do you not know the fucking difference between a movie and real life if yeah. you're a Catholic? I, you do, you do. Yeah. There's really intelligent Catholics out there. But there's just no self-respect for their intelligence. That's what's stunning about this movie is just how dumb it thinks its intended audience is. And the people who made it are the intended audience. Stunning. This movie. Really stunning. This movie, and I use the term movie very loosely. This is almost as contemptuous of Christians as I am. This (laughs) is crazy. It's just if you are a rich Christian. Or if you're not thinking that Christianity applies to getting uh, accumulating and, and sharing uh, or accumulating and hoarding wealth, then you aren't the right type of Christian. All wrong, all wrong. And speaking of so, Christians, yeah, this movie features the most loathsome Christian since Fifty Shades of Grey and Jerry Falwell. This is <laughs> a very loathsome man named Christian. In this movie, <laughs> get yourself ready for that. He's a Christian named Christian, and I think he's supposed to stand in for Christians. <laughs> this is this movie. <laughs> this is how, like they're like they won't get that he's Christian if we don't name him Christian. <laughs> like holy fuck! So please, my God, please have a ball. Sit back, with, put your hands around cocoa, your mug of cocoa. Some marshmallows up in there. You really might want to Irish it up a little bit. Put on your to, favorite hot talk. chocolate record. We're not going to tell Kirk. You added a little something fun to your coffee, okay? Don't worry. Just enjoy. Kirk. Kirk Cameron. Kirk. Kirk. Kirk Cameron. That's that's about 10 minutes of that movie. Uh, someone beatboxing Kirk Cameron. <laughs> beautiful stuff. Beautiful stuff. Enjoy it. Saving Christmas. Saving Christmas. And Merry Christmas. What's that? What's that, Kirk? Christmas is in the well. Christmas is in the well. We need to save it? Oh, what a good boy, Kirk. You're a good boy. And you are listening to the Dare Daniel podcast, where you send us your most sinister movie dares. We suffer the consequences for your amusement. I'm Corky McDonald, local comedian, and I'm going to be that guy. I'm going to be that guy. I'm, I'm going I'm to be. Hey, girl, what's up? I'm going to be the guy. With me, as always, is film critic Daniel Barnes. Well, hi, everyone. Pause to sip some hot chocolate. As Corky said, on this show, we do your dirty work by watching the most unwatchable movies you can imagine. And then we review and rate them on our unique system. We're in the mill bad film. We give that a dare. Double dare goes to the truly atrocious movies. And we reserve the reverse dare for a despised movie that is actually pretty good. 
Today on the podcast, we are reviewing Kirk Cameron as Kirk Cameron in Kirk Cameron Saving Christmas. Yeah. But be that, Charlie Kaufman. <laughs> yes. But before we get started, Daniel's going to tell us about the beer we're drinking during the show. Oh, we're not drinking beer what? on today's show. No beer? No. This is a holiday show. It's Christmas Eve, and it's hot chocolate time. Hot chocolate? Yeah. So we're sipping on hot chocolate. But Dan, <laughs> I love hot chocolate. Hot chocolate. So yeah, we're just drinking hot chocolate. We're just sitting in front of a roaring fire. It's pretty much a stereotypical Christmas scene. Drinking hot chocolate. I've handed out sweaters to everybody. <laughs> we're going to save Christmas today, God damn it! We're saving your Christmas. But before we save Christmas, before we hang on, whoa, hey. Christmas, hang on, we'll save you in a second. Hang in there, Christmas. Stay in the well. Fingers just on the edge of the cliff. <laughs> Christmas! <laughs> and now, our feature presentation. Kirk Cameron's Saving Christmas. We've, we pulled open the stocking, that's the dares, and now it's time to rip open those presents. They're stacked around the tree like the city of New Jerusalem. <laughs> that will not make sense later. <laughs> <laughs> it makes no sense now, it'll make less sense later. But the, we have a gift under the tree. It's, it's a special gift for you, and it's called... Corky? Kirk Cameron's Saving Christmas. Oh, he can do it. If anybody can do it, it's all Kirky. This was a dare given to us by our good friend Gav at Films on Trial Podcast. Hey, Hey, what's up, Gav? Gav says to us, hi, guys. Hey, Gav. Hey, Gav. Listening to you heathens hilariously bash that Bible-bashing classic God's Not Dead, I thought that you may want to review a real test of willpower in the form of the cinematic turd that is Kirk Cameron Saving Christmas. I stumbled upon it last year, and I still haven't fully recovered. I can only imagine that this film has been created for the sole purpose to be using some sort of Ludovico technique of version therapy. Apologies a thousand times. I hope we can still be friends after this. Good luck both. We can't be friends after this. Gav. Spoiler alert. We can't be we friends. We cannot be friends. <laughs> yeah. This unless is you joined my church. <laughs> IMDb synopsis. His annual Christmas party faltering thanks to his cynical brother-in-law, former Growing Pains star Kirk Cameron, attempts to save the day by showing him that Jesus Christ remains a crucial component of the over-commercialized holiday. We should note the IMDb synopsis both has factually incorrect information about the movie and ends in two periods. <laughs> <laughs> like It's not his annual Christmas party, it's right? his sister's party. Uh, star Kurt Cameron, I don't think so. Yeah, uh, cynical brother in law, more just a dumb, yeah, dumb doofus piece of shit, just an unlikable <laughs> like, man, not cynical, yeah, very uncynical, actually. Yeah, really, very naive and yes. willing to bend to any argument. <laughs> so, the film is, as Corky said, Saving Christmas, aka Kirk Cameron's Saving Christmas. Of course, it stars Kurt Cameron as himself. Saving the holiness of the holiday from both atheists and Christians alike. Although this is barely above the level of a home movie. I mean, barely. Mm -hmm. With a budget of about 500000 this got released in the 410 theaters by Samuel Goldwyn Films, which is frankly mind-boggling. That is proof of Christ itself. I don't know. I mean, <laughs> yeah, that is right? A, that is Like, miraculous. you want a miracle? Boom. There you go, baby. It grossed just under $1 million in its opening weekend. Ended up grossing $2.8 million overall. It has a zero on Rotten Tomatoes. From 15 reviews, audience score of 30, 18 on Metacritic, uh, became the lowest rated film on IMDb within one month of its release. Cameron blamed the low rating on a conspiracy of atheists. So yeah. you never go broke peddling that one. <laughs> Won the 2014 Razzie for Worst Picture against pretty stiff competition and beat Left Behind, 
the Nick Cage left behind, I believe, speaking of Nick Cage, The Legend of Hercules, Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles, and Transformers Age of Extinction. Cameron gets the possessive credit in the title, and he stars, narrates, and executive producer, so I'm not letting him off the hook for this one by any no. means. However, the real creative, for lack of a better word, force, seems to be co-writer, director, producer, and co-star, inexplicable co-star, Darren Doan. Old Derry Doan, <laughs> starring as Christian. Do you think he stands for Christians? You think so? Oh! I, the character's name is Christian J. Strawman, <laughs> which I think is a little on the nose. He is the ultimate. <laughs> Stra- he's even more of a strawman than Kevin Sorbo. Kevin Sorbo at least would like fight a little bit. A, l- a little bit of fight in him. Yeah, he's no. just like, oh man. Well, I mean, we'll get into it, but whatever. Yeah, before making Saving Christmas, Doan primarily directed music videos and commercials. In his first acting role, no, really, <laughs> really, first, no, first I one, buy it. He does play Christian, wife to Kirk's real life sister Bridget. It should be noted, Doan is not Bridget's real life husband, even though Kirk Cameron plays himself. Bridget plays herself. He plays her husband. Yeah, which why not just get her husband? Like, who knows? <laughs> like honestly, you he did not I mean? want to be involved with and this. Like, <laughs> can't can't follow you. Cameron's down crazy. <laughs> can't follow you. <laughs> Uh, and Christian is arguably the biggest fucking tool ever put on a movie screen ever. And this was on movie screens, as we said. So that qualifies. Um, and kind of shows how inadequate the Razzies are. I think that they nominated Kirk Cameron for worst performance and nominated Bridget for worst performance, but not Darren Doan, who is so much the worst thing in a movie full of worst things. But Corky, I got to ask after watching this film. Okay. Which is your least favorite Christian? Is it Christian Gray yeah. from Fifty Shades, Christian the Christian from Saving Christmas, right. or Kirk Cameron? <laughs> <laughs> well, I think my least favorite is probably Sister Christian by Night Ranger. <laughs> But uh, no, I got to say, one is an abusive, uh, repellent sure. jackass. Sure. And then Christian Gray. And then there's Christian <laughs> Gray. You, you saw where I was going. Yes. Oh, Christian the Christian. God, he is the worst. He's he awful. Is the worst. And this movie is absolutely, it, it's unbelievable this movie played in theaters. We were just talking like, it's under 80 minutes long. Okay. That includes. Yeah. At the end of the movie. Start doing some subtraction. Like, get out of right. chart right now. Okay. It's like, it's 80 minutes. You got 80 minutes written on a board. Now, 10 minutes of faith-based hip-hop dancing. <laughs> Minus 10. Another, that feels like eternity, so you can put a little eternity symbol next to it. Another 10 minutes of credits and outtakes. Credits and bloops that aren't really bloops. And then if you take out all of the long, awkward pauses in this movie, you probably drop another 20 to 30 minutes easily. Like if people spoke at a normal rate that people talk at, yeah. you, you drop, this movie is like a half hour long. There are pauses that had, <laughs> and there are, he uses Phantom Cam so yeah, much. Right. The super slow mo. Right. There's yeah we'll get into it. Oh but, yeah, I mean, I mean this they drag this movie to feature length. So you've dragged it, you've pulled down another yeah. fifteen off that. Right. We're at like fifty five minutes of movie. There's nothing to this movie. 
There's not even like an argument to this movie. No. I don't even know what the fuck he's arguing it, for. Half it's the all time. over the place. And I was thinking about this. The majority of what we're going to talk about in this movie is the dialogue because that's <laughs> yes. all it is. There's, right. It's it's at a party and then it's two guys in a tr- in a car. Yeah. And then it's a couple acid flashbacks <laughs> to religious stuff. To the Bible. Yeah. It's, I think the shock for me when I watch this movie is like you come in just knowing Kirk Cameron's saving Christmas. It's supposed to be a horrible movie and it's made for evangelicals, right? Yeah. Okay. So I'm thinking, who's he saving Christmas from? It's, it's war on Christmas, right? He's saving it from the atheists, yes. right? No. No. Here's so, the thing. But then you think, hang on. But then you think, well, maybe they're making it. It's an anti-materialist thing. You, Keep the materialism pro-materialism, <laughs> staunchly pro-materialism. That, in fact, is the most thing to take from this movie. Yes. It, it's not putting the Christ back in Christmas. No. It's putting the cha-ching <laughs> back in Christmas. Or the ka-ching back in Christ. Or but the ka-ching it, back it in Christ. Works, right? Here's the thing. They didn't know what the fuck they no. were doing. No. They just got together and said, let's make a movie and cash in <laughs> on all these Christian-based movies out right now. The film is really about pitching Christmas mm-hmm. to Christians. Yeah. It's basically like, hey, super crazy religious people. Santa's okay. Trees yeah. are okay. I'm going to make up some shit and just say it's in the Bible. And now Christmas is okay. Like you talk about like a movie not made for me. You know what I mean? Like <laughs> it's not even like I'm not the villain. I'm not the hero. I'm not even in this fucking thing. Yeah. Right. Like the villain is like, I guess Christian or just the idea of people who are like, I can't have a tree because there's no Christmas trees in the Bible. It's almost like when you would stay over the night at your friend's house when you were little and then they had to go to church the next morning and you had to go to their Sunday school and there was like a PowerPoint presentation. Right. You got to see their PowerPoint like, presentation. Wow, you guys really fucking believe this, You're huh? really in this, huh? Okay. That's uh, you want to get into week, it? Every week with that? Yeah. Kirk Cameron saving Christmas, produced by Liberty University. We're off to a good start. Yep. So we got Kirk Cameron... Sitting in front of a stereotypical Christmas scene, roaring fire, tree, stockings, ornaments, the whole thing. It's just lit up like fucking crazy. He's in a sweater. He's sipping his hot cocoa. He's got his hot cocoa. And he is addressing us straight to camera. (laughs) And in the least sincere voice possible, he says, welcome, everyone. I'm so glad you're here. He's just bringing you right into his home, right? <laughs> right away, I'm like, this was released in the theaters. This is like shocking. Because yeah. this is just like, this would look cheap if it was the opening of a TV Christmas special. I you can only I mean? imagine theater goers like looking at like, this wait, people next to Wait, wait. What's happening? Wait, hang on. What are we? Is this the right theater? I mean, I see Kirk Cameron. I don't see him in any other movie for the last uh, you know three decades. Basically, the entire point of this five-minute long straight-to-camera prologue, Kirk Cameron... Wovey him some quissiness. <laughs> he loves Christmas. Loves that hot chocolate. Oh, does he bitch it several times? Hot chocolate. He loves the, quote, spirit in the air. But some people, some people want to put a big wet blanket on it. <laughs> As we will find out, that person is Kurt Cameron. Uh, who just starts making up these sort of, I mean, this is like the fake controversy kind of yeah, thing. It's a it's, fake crisis. He, he points to his hot chocolate and goes, what are they going to tell us? The Druids made hot chocolate? Yeah, now we can't have hot chocolate? Like, no one said you couldn't have things. <laughs> you can have things. You can have a tree. It's your house. You can have a tree. You invited us yeah, in. No like, one's telling you shit. Do what you fucking want, dude. Uh, yeah, so it's just basically anyone who disagrees with me hates Christmas. Um, and oh, by the way, it's all about the kids. Then there's this sort of narration part where he tells us that stories are tricky things. 
are they? <laughs> but I love that because I think it's really just Kurt Cameron announcing up front. I don't know how to tell one. Well, yeah. <laughs> this movie will be an example Is of this such. the beginning? I'm not sure. There's basically no substance to anything he says yeah. throughout this entire movie. And uh, that's the thing I was going to bring up. A lot of this, when we talk about a movie, we can talk about the plot. We can talk about choices. We can talk about sets. This is going to be, we're talking about what he says the whole time. It's just it's what just, he says. It's just a lot of dialogue. There's yeah. nothing that actually happens in this movie. And there's not even a lot of dialogue, honestly. There's a lot of long pauses of yeah. looking at people. So anyway, so now we get into the credits, which are set to a ska punk version of Silent Night. Yep. We're just getting into, we're just fucking, we're mired in the shit now. We're yeah. mired in the shit. We're into it now. And we've had like three title sequences, yeah. at least with production company logos. Yes. Cam Fam Films came Cam, at you really hardcore. Cam Fam Films. <laughs> this is a Cam Fam film. So Christmas party at Bridget Cameron's house. It looks like it should be called Kirk Cameron's A Very Privileged Christmas. <laughs> yes. No, this movie is made strictly, strictly for affluent white Christians. Uh, absolutely. And no one else. No. No one else. You're not even figured into their world. If you man. don't Christmas this way, yeah. you are not Christian. Yes, exactly. <laughs> So it's a Christmas party at her house. They have this, their banter. Ooh. I, I've never, it's essentially dead air in the form of dialogue. Yes. Like it's words. They are talking back and forth, <laughs> but it somehow captures the essence of dead air. You you think there were several scripts, uh, pages of the script that just said judgmental look. <laughs> I don't think there were several pages of the script. <laughs> You're right. Script. <laughs> a lot I of said the word script. Like, the character of DeAndre seems to have uh, no lines whatsoever. He introduces his older sister, Bridget, and he, it's like Kirk, Kirk Cameron really had to point out, that's my older sister. <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> <laughs> my older sister, Bridget, is hosting her Christmas party, and she, quote, Nobody loves Christmas parties more than her. There's a free stream on this woman. She is pissed. Yes. She is not happy. And she's <laughs> she alone the in the same... kitchen. It's weird. She, she is... spends the whole movie in that fucking kitchen. Scowling. Yes. Scowling. She not only, like, it appears like she is shot from the same angle every time. Yeah. She's making the same face. She's like, as though she's like, I can only be shot. Exactly like this while scowling. She never smiles. No. In that whole movie. It's like, you love Christmas? You seem to hate Christmas. Like, Chris, you, Christian, you on the other all hand. All your guests. Christian is like goofing off the entire fucking movie. But what, yeah. So, uh, yeah. So, Bridget loves Christmas. Kirk loves Christmas. So, that's everything's fine, right? No. Bridget's husband, Christian, doesn't love Christmas as much. He actually is like whatever. He just is ambivalent. I yeah, guess. he's just kind of like, sitting in another room. That's a level of a crisis. That is the crisis. Uh, and Kirk Cameron, you know, kind of lays out the moral stakes. He says, "We can be the wise man or the fool." Yeah, guess which one Kirk Cameron thinks he is. Yeah, the look on Kirk Cameron's face when he hears someone isn't into Christmas. I know. We can be Tiny Tim or Scrooge. Those are the only two options. He even calls You're him, an old man or a child. That's he, it. He calls him Uncle Scrooge. <laughs> Uncle Scrooge, does he? Like he's like, yeah, fucked well, it up with Scrooge McDuck. Yeah, or something. exactly. <laughs> I was, I was like, did, did they call him Uncle Scrooge in the in Christmas Carol? <laughs> but yeah, Christian, the brother-in-law, he's not feeling Christmas this year, right? So Kirk, keeping everything in perspective, calls it quote a big slap in the face to the true meaning of Christmas, fair and balanced. We get a little bit from DeAndre, oh. who I can only describe DeAndre as a black man. <laughs> a sassy, oh. energetic. The, Kirk Cameron thinks this is what black people are. The, what they do with the only two non-white people in this movie is just, it's offensive and it's horrible. 
DeAndre goes on this rant about wacky shirt, crazy shirt Friday crazy being Crazy shirt Friday. Yeah. yeah. Some memo. And he, he's obviously co-workers with Christian. Yeah. And he goes on to this rant so much that Christian starts tuning him out. Yeah. And what deck the hall starts playing or something while he's talking <laughs> at the end of the movie where they play the bloopers, they yeah. show you what he's actually saying. Right. It somehow made it 10 times worse. Oh yes. It was the worst thing ever. <laughs> but yeah, Deandre is just the black guy at the party. So he's comic relief. In other words, Christian is like, I'm going to go hide in my car. He's just going to go to the car because he's bored with his Christmas party. So Kirk decides this needs, quote, an intervention. Ugh. This guy needs anti-fucking-depressants. He yes. doesn't need an intervention. He just needs, like, a shoulder massage or something. But, like, Kirk's <laughs> ready to come in and intervene. Uh, so what's bothering Christian? What's bothering him? Hard to tell because he's very inarticulate. <laughs> and it's very uninteresting to listen to him talk. I hate this guy <laughs> so much. I him out so much. It's just like hard to tell. Basically, he's like, why are you, you know, what, what's wrong? What's wrong? Yeah. Christian, why don't you like Christmas? His reason, there's a little girl who he heard crying mm-hmm. and prideful trees are mocking baby Jesus. <laughs> That's what he actually says. It's like the trees. And he's like, he decides this cannot be what God wants. And that's when I realized is like, oh, fuck, he's saving Christmas from Christian. (laughs) He's like, this is like, I thought I was going to be vilified just like in God's Not Dead. It's like, no, give a fuck. They are so cut off from the world. Like, they might as well be like Quakers and shit. Oh, fuck. The the, the Christian talks like, (laughs) I hate when people talk like this. He talks like, oh, I saw this girl and she's like, meh. And then mom's like, rrr, rrr, and I'm, I, he like derails himself he dera- over and he, over. He has the cadence of a YouTuber that overly edits their clips. So that's just between any switches, <laughs> voices and inflections. That's why I think there's not a script. There were just like some ideas for yeah. things. There were just oh, ideas for scenes. Oh, and it's brutal. Yeah. It's, I mean, we're, we're in real time here, man. They're not going to save this with editing or anything like that. Uh, but yeah, Kirk hears this and he says, hey, you know what? I understand. But you're all wrong. All wrong. I'm Kirk Cameron. And this starts the first of three sort of flashbacky history lesson kind of things. There's a little bit of like a documentary element. Yeah. Quasi-documentary element. Not a, you know, not anything anyone would trust or care about. So he's going to tell us about the true meaning of Christmas or really about symbols of Christmas. Right? That's it. It's symbology. They know the true meaning of Christmas. And this symbology uh, Jigsaw didn't torture people much no, as a symbology. Day, right? <laughs> so his first history lesson just starts kind of randomly with an, a decoration. Yeah. And what's your most valuable decoration? Duh. It's your snow globe nativity scene. As everybody what? would say. <laughs> like my snow they, globe nativity. He says it like that is so matter of fact. Like a duh. It's your snow globe nativity scene. <laughs> and so, then <sighs> smash cut. Boom. I want you to imagine a cave. <laughs> What? Right? Yes. And there's a rock in the cave. Uh-huh. And then there's all this weird lighting inside this this cave with this rock. Then straw gets poured on yes. it. Yes. He goes into the whole thing about, you know, what is the manger and what is what what's actually happening in the manger. And there's this whole thing with the fucking swaddling cloth. He really is into that swaddling cloth. Yeah. They, like too much. <laughs> It's all super basic. He talks really slow. He talks in very simple phrases, as, and he really talks to you like you're a moron. And at one point, I said, one point, he actually tells the audience 
not to panic when the baby oh, Jesus disappears from the seat of the screen. I love that part. That's how much respect he has for them. Basically, the same respect you would show like an audience in the 1880s that thought like a train was coming at them. <laughs> it's like, nope, don't panic. That's a two-dimensional image. They, they put a, a real baby on this rock, and then the baby dissolves out. But they still have a prop baby there, and he has to mollify the audience. That's a prop baby. Don't worry. Baby Jesus will come. We didn't do anything to baby Jesus, no, folks. No. As though, like, he disappeared from the screen and disappeared from the world. Like, A, you know that baby's not the baby Jesus, right? Like, you, like just start at that level, right? And then, like, oh, God, the actor played baby Jesus disappeared from the screen. Is God... Is Jesus still a what? Uh, Christian audience is just running around <laughs> crazy. That's like smearing blood everywhere. We're druids now. Where'd baby Jesus go? Kirk Cameron, Kirk Cameron, help us. Oh, fuck. So we're nearly 30 minutes into the movie, and we finally get our first mention of the phrase, the reason for the season, which mm. I chalk up to restraint. Okay, good. Thank you. Like a whole half hour almost. <laughs> they didn't say the reason for the season. No. Uh, you know the reason for the season is that baby Jesus, and we're going to find baby Jesus. If it's the last thing He's we do, coming back. we're going to find him. Oh. So Kirk <laughs> finishes the story, which again is just about the symbolic importance of a swaddling cloth. That's it? Christian. Mind fucking no. blown. Any, Christian is... He is mollified by anything that Kirk Cameron says. It doesn't matter how idiotic or empty-headed or illogical. Christian is, like, cool with it. Here's his response after hearing about the importance of the swaddling cloth. He says, I got to admit, I never saw the whole swaddling cloth thing. That's it. <laughs> so now we're back into the party. They get you a little palate cleanser. Just a little palate cleanser. A little, little comedy to get in with the, the kind of serious, heavy issues they're discussing in the SUV. Uh, and we get a little comedy shtick by, again, our two uh, people of color in the yeah. entire film uh, who are just war on Christmas conspiracy theorists. DeAndre and unnamed. <laughs> yes. No, you don't got to name him. No. Eh. Um, but yeah, again, they're just made to look like Basically stereotypical. And this is where, like, the movie doesn't even know what it's doing because in this part, they do a little fake co-conspiracy thing about how they there's a war on Christmas. They can't say Merry Christmas. But then he's, like, railing against Fox News. Think, and, he, and he says, I've seen loose change. I know who did 9-11, that yeah. kind of stuff. It's I like, trust Fox. Yeah. What? Just all conspiracies are bad. I don't are they know. making fun of that? Yeah. Does, did Kirk Cameron know about it? Was he on set that day? Know, right? He's been on Fox <laughs> News several times. They have a sense of humor about themselves, these oh, Christians. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Famously. <laughs> Christians are known Famously. for. Famously. Um, but yeah, now back to the SUV. Let's get, let's but, get serious oh, again. I'm sorry. During the conspiracy, the guy uh, unnamed in the back ADR says, it's like the rapper Sugar Free says, you got to stay ready to get ready. <laughs> well, he is quoting a former pimp rapper who was talking about gun violence. <laughs> you got to stay ready so you don't got to get ready. Uh, but Very clearly <laughs> improv because Kirk Cameron was like, that sounds good to me, guys. Free? Oh, is he like a low uh, <laughs> a diet Sugar rapper? Free? That's great. He I'm watching a- my waistline. <laughs> <laughs> 
But in that whole scene, like, I mean, you want to talk ADR. ADR. They actually have them hold their mugs over their faces so you can't see yeah. the mouse. The entire thing is ADR. They obviously just held their mouths in front of the thing and they were like, you know, add some we'll come later. back later yeah, and we'll say some wacky here. shit. DeAndre, you're good for it. Although, boy, the wackiest shit they save for the very end of the film. Kirk Cameron. <laughs> Kirk Cameron says the wackiest shit. Oh, yes. But we're back to the car, and now the second argument, quote unquote. No Christmas trees in the Bible. See, okay, no uh, swaddling cloths. I'll I'll grant you that swaddling cloths in the Bible. You see, no Christmas trees in the Bible. Uh, and again, yeah, Christian it, being the ultimate straw man just says the dumbest things and makes the dumbest arguments, and is basically like he actually yells Wikipedia. Sure, no point. Hums the Jeopardy theme. <laughs> It's like several minutes of him stalling. This is how these people talk to each other in real life. (laughs) Here's my argument. Because basically Christian's saying, there's no Christmas trees in the Bible, so Mm -hmm. why do I have a Christmas tree in my house? Why shouldn't that be a hundred crucifixes or something like that, right? Okay. So here's my retort. This is like you, you shut it down real easy. You just say, hey, Christian, when I came in here, you were uh, sitting in an SUV playing on your iPhone, which is hooked up to your Wi-Fi network. Literally none of those things are in the Bible. Put it all in the lake or go in the fucking house and have some eggnog, buddy. Yeah. That's it. That's it. Like, there's nothing else. Yeah. Like, if this is how important it is to you, I don't think it is that important. But no, the thing why Chris, uh, Kirk Cameron can't say that, they, they, both these characters could be named Christian, right? Yes, because right. Kirk Cameron is just the embodiment of all. Absolutely. Kirk Cameron has to be like, no, no, no. You know, the Bible on. provides all. Oh, it's all in the Bible. Uh, yeah, he's like, you know what? Book of Genesis has trees. Boom. Trees in the Bible. <laughs> what? <laughs> like that's He references a couple trees that were in the Garden of Eden, a tree of knowledge. And then he starts getting into God's interior decorating. <laughs> yes. He says God put trees in his house that he designed and he put lights on trees. God did that. It's like... Huh? <laughs> like when, when God said, "Let there be God's light." Better hope at gardens. <laughs> He's like, "Let there be red and blue and yes. green lights alternating." String them across a pine tree. <laughs> Let there be icicle lights in three settings: <laughs> pulse, vibrate. Oh fuck! Yeah, and, he says and, the lampstand was an almond tree. <laughs> He's just throwing words He's out. This is Mad Libs. Why not throw it in there? Tree. He kind of laughs at the whole like druid pagan, like druid pagans, they they didn't, you know, people say they invented the holiday and that there was this and we had to move the date because of this. Oh, druids, pagans. And he basically says no, but then he also is like, it was God who made the winter solstice. Yeah. So it wasn't pagans. No. But if if it was, God made the winter solstice. And, he also and, s- and even if pagans made the winter solstice, God made winter <laughs> And, and he says, like, it's appropriate that it's dark and cold around Christmas time <laughs> because because that's, like, death. That symbolizes death. What? What? <laughs> it's dark and cold here. There's another part of the earth where it's summer. And yeah. Jesus was born. That, that's how myopic this movie's worldview is. Like, if you don't live in the center of the fucking United States, if you're not middle of the country... No, Christmas doesn't apply to you. None of this shit applies yeah. to you. Yeah, no, it's it's lovely in Australia. If you're not in Palos Verdes, <laughs> yes, exactly. a Christian person in Palos Verdes. So, but this is I had to say. Okay, I wrote. I'm sorry. I wrote. Religious people are insane at this part because sure, when he sure. talks about why mm. Adam eating the fruit off the tree, right, and we put fruit on trees is like the body of the dead Jesus. 
fruit. That's the way Adam could return the fruit back to the tree. Yep. Because when you steal something, what do you do? You return it. <laughs> Too bad a whole lot of horrible shit had to happen before yes. that fruit got back on that tree. But Jesus. I just, I'm like, this is the. He's he, just twisting whatever insane. he wants to. He's right. You are he's insane. Right. Yeah. He says, Jesus was God's blessed fruit hung on his blessed tree. What? <laughs> it doesn't. So throw some fucking tinsel on a Douglas fucking fur, bitch. Yeah. What? <laughs> what the fuck? They show a little girl on a Christmas tree lot, and he's like, "When I want you, when you walk onto a Christmas tree lot, I want you to not see trees, but see hundreds of crosses. Hundreds of crosses. Hundreds. Yeah. Stop uh, looking at those heathen trees. Start imagining bloody crucifixes, little girl. <laughs> Hundreds of them <laughs> all in front of you. Oh, God. Yeah. Uh, and naturally, Christian, thoroughly mollified. Just, I mean, he's a puddle he of simpering. He is like, what the? He says, I almost feel bad. And here's an actual quote. He says, I wasn't looking closely enough at I, I, I didn't see that. No one fucking did. That's crazy. It's beautiful performance. <laughs> that is so insane. You are channeling Doan right, right now. It's the pauses. It's all the pauses. <laughs> oh, man. You got a vacant look about you, too, that just right. sells it. I'm just dead in the <laughs> uh, But Christian, okay. Now you shut me down. Smiling yeah. class. All right. There's trees in the Bible, and now I should imagine them as bloody crucifixes. Boom. I'm staring down I'm an O2 good. count. I'm good. I'm good, right? Yeah. But he's got an ace up his sleeve. Not to what? mix our sports here. He's got an ace up his sleeve. A little someone called uh, Santa Claus. Right. Uh, don't see any Santa Claus in the Bible. Actually, like, pretends to look around. Like, there's no Santa Claus. Oh. Not in the Bible. Ergo, bad. There's no toilets in the Bible. Do you poop? <laughs> there's no kangaroos there's in the Bible. Like, I love a kangaroo. What the fuck? No hot pockets ever. <laughs> ever. Podcasting, not in the Bible. No. And he even pulls out the Santa Satan. Yeah. Those words are close. <laughs> like, this is how stupid he fucking is. This is someone who watched Dana Carvey as a church lady at 12 years old and kept that little bit. That's a fun, funny thing. Oh, I get it. So Kirk, but shuts him down. Shuts him down. Santa Claus was a real man. He's a badass. Makes a big point of the, he was a real man, effectively admitting everything else he has said is complete bullshit. Right. Just pulled that one out of my ass, but uh, this guy was a real man, so now really pay attention. Yeah. Then we're treating- you, you, But you guys like history, so this is- <laughs> This is- I, I, Lies your teacher told you, you right here. <laughs> we're re-shown the beginning where someone walks into a room and says, sir, yes. he's here, and this dark man with a beard says, get my coat. Yes. And then we get a long, slow-mo walk, which Kirk Cameron says is kind of Lords of the uh, Lords of the Ringsy. Not so much. Not so much. Not so much. It's not even the hobbity. We find out that, yeah, it's not even Ralph Bakshi's <laughs> The Hobbit. It's not- <laughs> this is bad shit. Oh, but some desolation of smog Nick. and bullshit. This is Saint Nick. Saint Nick. But yeah, centuries ago, centuries ago, the real Claus, the real Claus, before he was Santa Claus, uh, he confronted a heretic, a heretic who was uh, trying to deny the holiness of uh, Jesus Christ. Yeah. And he, Claus put the heretic 
to shame with words and deeds, smiting him on the cheek. That leads to a sequence set to a dubstep song where Santa Claus savagely beats what appears to be a Persian man with a staff. He whoops ass (laughs) on this guy. And it's just them worshiping the violence. Yes. It's uh, like, fuck, we got a it's Christ-like warrior It's often right hard here. to tell what this movie is arguing for or yeah. arguing against. I can tell you, it takes a decidedly pro-smiting stance. Right. It's very into smiting. He tries to couch it. Kirk Cameron tries to couch it and say, well, those were desperate times, and he was fighting for the truth. He, he says it was- Point Blake calls it the truth. Not the time to go soft on truth yeah. or stay quiet. For the sake of being politically correct, that's what's stopping me from just taking Islamists to just shove it, hitting them on the head on the subway or something is fucking my PCness. And if the third century Europe is known for anything, it's for, known for its political correctness, <laughs> right? He had a lot of pressure to be politically correct, yeah, I'm sure. But you hear, while they're showing this, you hear Kirk Cameron unbuckling his pants and just starting stroking. <laughs> because he's talking about what a man Santa is. He yes. was a real man. He was a real man. Uh, and at, at the end, though. <laughs> this is the best. <laughs> when when St. Nick is done whooping this Persian guy's ass for not, not disbelieving. He just doesn't say, he just says Jesus is less yeah. than God. No. And not that guy was a good Nick. speaker. Yeah. So you got to smite him. He goes back to the woman who was like, he's here, sir. And that kind of stuff. And she's nagging wife. Yeah. It's a Tim Allen Fox Wasn't sitcom. Was she a second <laughs> She's like, got that out of your system. We got work to do. Yeah. What, you Laugh track. sir earlier. Like, what the hell? Oh, yeah. And he says, let's go bless some children. Is that what you call it? All right. Yeah. <laughs> You're the guy. Uh, Christian. Whoa. Blown away by this new truth. He literally, uh, I'm not f- a full minute of sitting in silent disbelief. A full minute of sitting in silent disbelief. And then he finally says, Santa is the man. <laughs> and Kirk says, yeah, he is. <laughs> and Christian says, I've missed it. I absolutely missed it. I'm that guy in the story. Yeah. I'm the jerk. I was born a poor black child. <laughs> Kirk tells him to be the guy who everyone roots for, which there is literally no chance of that happening. <laughs> Never, ever in his but life. Christian, he's nonetheless, says, I'm going to be that guy Kirk kind of sidles up behind him and very tenderly whispers, now see Christmas through new eyes, which means apparently run because Christian just starts running, slow-mo running at the Christmas tree, dives onto the ground and crashes into the tree or crashes into the presents that are around the tree, which you think, well, that doesn't make any sense. But Kirk says, no, you're looking at it through new eyes. Now you're on the ground. Right. Now look at the tree. And he tells them to imagine that the presents around the tree are a city. It's a city. It's New Jerusalem. And the tree in the center is the tree of life. He's just on the fucking ground looking at this like, ah, that present is a tri- fucking the New Jerusalem. The, a little outline of buildings gets drawn around the present like, stack below the tree. See? And you that- can't imagine it, so I'm going to imagine it for you. <laughs> Jesus is back. Jesus is back, baby. Whoa, 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 whoa. <laughs> it's all good. This isn't really <laughs> kingdom of heaven. 
he's telling me he got he has to go apologize to his wife, right? He's right. like, go be that guy, apologize to the wife. Christian says to Kirk Cameron, he goes, It's your sister. <laughs> Kirk Cameron goes, Yeah, but it's your wife. And I'm like, it has a name. <laughs> It's been alone in this house. It's just sitting there entertaining all of the guests at the party you threw, Christian, you <laughs> piece of shit. Oh, fuck. Uh, but yeah, Kirk uh, at one point mentions the conquering blood of Jesus. That's where I, I thought I... that was just lovely. <laughs> yeah, that's crazier than anything DeAndre said. <laughs> so you remember all this stuff from the beginning of the film about... You can't just go changing stories just, you know, just to change them for the sake of changing them. Yeah, fuck that ah, in the ear. Yeah. Nah, fuck it right in the ear. We need to infuse old symbols with new meanings. Yeah. Now. Like, Not before, now. Uh, for example, let's, is Nutcracker, you see a Nutcracker over there? Harm, harmless Nutcracker, harmless heretic Nutcracker, right? No, it's one of Herod's soldiers. The baby slaughtering soldier. <laughs> what go the- put it by the manger. <laughs> <laughs> what? <laughs> Oh, basically, it's just the argument of the movie, if there is one. Everything should have a meaning that points to Jesus. Right. Whether that meaning is based in any reality or any logic. And we will use, like, uh, history and logic to back up that point. The point of this movie, I think, is those two gigantic Sub-Zero fridges that Christian walks by in his fucking house. Because this movie is about capitalism. Yeah. Equals Christianity equals capitalism. It's, it's funny. It's, like, it's a, it worships materialism. Christian, there's not even a crisis. You know what I mean? Like no. he is not a George Bailey who is like teetering on the edge of like ready to kill himself. He is not Ebenezer Scrooge where he's confronting like the ultimate morality and all of these ultimate questions about his life. He's a little bummed during a, his holiday party. It thinks he may not be a true Christian because and he's concerned he's about that, which thing. is. A, I guess a good thing to be concerned about if you really care about that If that's that what thing, you right? care about. Yeah. But no. <laughs> no. Like, what's really wrong with Christian is that he's just a repellent person. <laughs> he is not anyone you ever want to spend time around. He's just an absolutely boring and stupid person. Anyway, the movie's over. But he wor- he wins everybody back. <laughs> Christian wins everybody back by the words he says to his wife. Sure. When, she, when he says, I got something. I got something I've wanted been sharing with you. <laughs> And she says, what is it, Big Daddy? (laughs) Upsetting. And everybody retches. (laughs) And he says, I've improvised a hip-hop dance routine that I cannot profess my love for the gospel alone with. (laughs) And I'm like, when did you fucking do this? You walked in the house. Sure. DeAndre did a little praise Jesus thing. Little Eddie Murphy in uh, Coming to America, <laughs> preacher thing. You are a head first slide yep. into the presence. Kirk Cameron said the nutcracker slaughtered babies for, under King Herod. <laughs> sure, you walked by your Sub-Zero fridges, and now you've organized a hip-hop dance routine? Yep. Faith-based hip-hop dance crew. Absolutely. And DeAndre's on DJ, playing the Family Force 5. It ended. It's the done. The movie ended. It's done. All of the problems, like literally all of the problems are all resolved. It's at the 57 minute mark. Yeah. You can't release a 57 minute movie into theaters. So they just have to like shove it and drag it and just do anything they can to get another 20 minutes out of this movie. So it's almost 10 full minutes of this faith-based hip hop dance routine Set to an auto-tuned version of Glory, Glory, Holly, Freaking Luya. Angels we have heard on Angels, high. sure, why not? 
In XLC That's the one it said. Oh. So never have the words I've choreographed a hip hop dance routine suddenly made the movie more whiter. Right. <laughs> it's 10 minutes of very slow-mo, phantom slow-mo yeah. of the it's like if Special K from Breakin' yeah. was the only breaker in the whole movie. Like all all the break dancers were Special K from Breakin'. <laughs> yes. These, these dances, Dan. Yes. I was trying to name some of them. Uh, oh, yeah. <laughs> We've got the soccer mom. Uh-huh. The athletic move framed as a dance. <laughs> the Kirk Camelworm. Crunk Cameron. The Tybo. And the I didn't make cheer squad this year, mom. <laughs> yeah, everyone everyone gets a little dance moment, right? Kirk yeah. pops in, Bridget and uh, Christian have like a little duo kind of number the that they Brown do. Brown together. Yes. Uh, DeAndre jumps in, unnamed black person jumps in. <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> <laughs> um, everyone's just having a blast with it. Somebody's nieces jump in. Basically, it's all the producers and directors and Darren and Kirk's uh, kids. Uh, Watching this, uh, yeah, unable to keep any kind of a beat at all. It's a lot of people who had to be reminded not to look at the camera. Yeah, don't look at the camera and remember to clap <laughs> to a beat. Hey, honey. Honey. Uh, honey, you can't just clap your hands and then stop. Don't embarrass me in front of DeAndre, honey. <laughs> He's the only black person I've ever met. black friend. <laughs> and then at the end of that, we get, you think the movie's done. It's, right, It's fine. 10 minutes of that. All right, everybody. Let's feast. He says it like what? John Belushi in Food Fight. <laughs> yeah. They all, yeah, it's still going. We're still going. Now, as people are just shoving food in their mouth, Kirk implores the audience, implores them yeah. to enjoy Christmas and not to buy in to the complaint about materialism. And this is the best part. Ugh. Because this is a celebration of the eternal God taking on a material body. So it's right that our holiday is marked with material things, <laughs> things we can touch. That logic is so tortured, it belongs in Abu Ghraib. Yes! Fucking yes. Catherine Bigelow should make a movie about the torture of that sentence. It's, it is absolutely like, what the fuck are you talking about? Okay, I've given like Christian- any justification to just like buy and spend. Yeah, and I've given Christians a lot of shit. Uh, and if, but if you ride with that statement- Check yourself. Buy shit for yeah. Jesus. Right, exactly. Oh, man. And he talks about, like, this is our story, <laughs> our tree, our songs, which is scary, yeah. right? Right. Like, are you armed? But, like, really, Rudolph the Red-Nosed Reindeer, that's our song? Yeah. Are you sure? The version of Santa drawn yeah, by Coca-Cola? Sure. That's your Find Santa? Find something in the Bible and say it's about fucking Rudolph. Jesus. He, there, he gives a look to his sister during this. He, he's like, I'm going to fuck you. <laughs> maybe, well, maybe I was reading that into no, that. Maybe that's know, me. Probably not. Uh, but yeah, finally, Kirk says, having solved the non-existent crisis, he says, I have to say, things have improved around here. That's the bow he puts on it. Right. Things have improved. Things have improved. Things were not really that bad. Things were pretty great. <laughs> pretty great, actually. Uh, but they've improved. Uh, and then that's it. End of movie. It... Ten minutes of credits now takes. Corky, let me ask you a question. Sure. Did they have a blast making this film? <laughs> they had fun. Did they just have a lot of fun cutting up on set? I tell you, there's sometimes, Dan, they didn't get their lines right Since and they had to go back to one. You had to go back to what? Wait, you said a sentence and you said it wrong. Uh, <laughs> Hold sound. 
Sound speed. Oh, action. my God. Oh, that's just fun. Then the credits end. The yeah. credits end. Now the movie's finally over. Sure. You are dead wrong. Nope. You are dead wrong. You, your brain is missing like baby Jesus is missing, man. <laughs> We're going to find you, baby Jesus. We're going to get you back. No. Three more minutes of the scene of the holiday conspiracy theorists. Mm. And basically DeAndre just babbling. DeAndre just babbles, right? Yeah. Like that's his whole character. Yeah. He's just babbled. We're not going to write you dialogue, DeAndre. Sorry, don't know how black people talk. You just go. <laughs> uh, but at one point they're just talking and you can hear Darren Doe on off screen just say, okay, now beatbox. That rap. Like. Your black people just beatbox. God damn it. It reminded me of Hollywood Shuffle yes. when the director's talking to him. like, Jive right. Asset, Jive Asset. Yeah. Jive Asset. Oh my God. <laughs> it's the worst. Yeah. The like, the, the character- that's a moment of like, obviously there's no, if that was shot for a studio, human resources needed to get involved yeah. with that moment, right? You can't just go to a black guy. You know what? Just beatbox. Yeah. Do what black people do. Do that thing you guys do. <laughs> yeah, what's that thing you, you people do? do? You make that noise with your mouth. He, the, the, the character DeAndre, his name is like Rick or something. His name is not DeAndre. <laughs> but finally, finally, after several minutes of beatboxing, and I mean, I know he thought he could freestyle rap. He just says Kurt, because he, cause Kurt Cameron. <laughs> Kurt, Kurt, Kurt Cameron. Yes. Finally, the film is over. It really is over this time. Quirky, yeah. Kirk Cameron's Saving Christmas. Wowzers. Any final thoughts on the film? Uh, batshit insane. Yeah. I mean, evangelicals are batshit insane, but this movie is somehow batshit insaner. Yeah. Like, it's too insane for evangelicals. Exactly. I would say that. Uh, even they, And it doesn't even know who it's focused on. What is it even supposed to be? Like, what is the argument? It's just so, it's so bonkers. If you don't Christmas like me... You aren't real with Jesus, bro. Yeah, and not Christmasing just on the outside, but on the inside, too. You should think like me as well. Like, it's not just your words and deeds. I want your thoughts to be like me also. He says beards are from Jesus. (laughs) Christmas has to do with beards. Beards are from not shaving. (laughs) That's always been the way that's gone. Who was the first person who didn't shave? Somebody. Jesus. Oh, yeah. It's fucking crazy. So let's wrap it up and rate the film. Just to remind everybody about our rating system. Run-of-the-mill bad films, a dare. Next level bad, double dare. And a movie that is pretty good is a reverse dare, Corky. What do you give? Kirk Cameron's Saving Christmas. Uh, fuck. Mm. It's a double dare. Oh, boy. It's enthusiastic double dare, though, because go see it or, or watch it. It's free on Amazon Prime, at least it was right now. If you got uh, 78 minutes to burn. If you get some people around, spike your eggnog sure. and just fucking <laughs> <Big> laugh, <time. laughs> laugh, laugh, laugh. It's it's so fucking crazy. It, this is really one of the strangest movies we have ever, ever fucking Movie done. is not an accurate word. That's just it. That's just it. You know, like Ultraviolet Strange, Warrior and the Sorcerers of Strange. We've done some strange stuff, but like they're movies. Yeah. They have the basic DNA of movies. This is like they, no, no. This is a holiday special that should have shown on some obscure Christian network none of us have ever heard of. It got released into 400 theaters, made several million dollars at the box office. Bananas. It's just appalling. Yeah. Double dare. Double dare. Gotta be. That's all we have for you on this very special Christmas Eve episode of- Did we save your Christmas? Did we save it? Did we do it? Kirky. 
Kirky, is Christmas still in the well, Kirky? (laughs) (laughs) But we'll be back in two weeks to review another one of your movie dares. Until then, send your most sadistic or altruistic movie dares to us at daredaniel.com and be sure to follow Dare Daniel Pod on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. Like and rate us on Spotify or wherever you listen to podcasts. You can read more of my movie reviews on the Dare Daniel website at daredaniel.com. Corky, where can people find you saving various religious holidays? Oh, you can find me in any house in Palos Verdes around Christmas time, just doing a little slow motion break dance with my team. The Lord Steppers. <laughs> Here comes the Lord Steppers. Here come the Lord Steppers. <laughs> uh, but you can catch it at the Sacramento Comedy Spot. Teaching, uh, performance Saturdays and Sunday or Fridays and Saturdays. Come down, have fun. Sounds good. And a heartfelt Merry Christmas, Happy Holidays to our entire audience and to Corky and to Johnny. Yeah. Santa Johnny over here as well. Just wanted to get that in there. Uh, for Dare Daniel, I'm Daniel Barnes, our producer is Johnny Chris Kringle Flores. And I'm Corky McDonald saying, Kirk, Kirk Cameron, Kirk, Kirk, Kirk Cameron. Now beatbox. Now rap. Now rapping, 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 rapping. Rap, rap, rap. <laughs> freestyle Kirk Cameron saving Christmas. Christmas? Did he save it? He saved Christmas. Kirk Cameron saving Christmas. You need Jesus. He for Christmas, all believers to eat Jesus <laughs> around Jesus. Oh, Jesus. Save us all.